Transmission will start in five seconds from now. Five, four, three, two, one, in. Welcome to Waffle Arm Podcast. My name is Simon Meddings. And I'm MC Kelly. And this is the September edition of the show, and uh, we're talking about 1973, very important year. Wow. Is it important or depressing? (laughs) I'd probably go, I don't know, because I am now uh, 40 and you're to be 40. So it's a bit like time travelling there since I am now into the 40. And you you did have your uh, depressing man then goes on the toilet. Yes, which, is, uh, which, is your, which is one of your favourite places. <laughs> it's been that weird, isn't it? Well, I find that the, the toilet is the only place a man yeah. can actually find yeah. some kind of solitude. And especially when you're a father as well, it's definitely the only place you can Lots of people say that for a man. It's, like, it's the only place where you can escape all, 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 the, all the stress, can't you? Yeah, well, it's, it's the reason why one of the top selling things for bathroom products is apparently a magazine rack. Well, everyone's just about the bug book, don't they? Well, you got to And it's normally either something like a QI book. QI a book or a fax, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, the one no, I've got, I've got an almanac. Ooh, Shots yeah. almanac. It's ah. brilliant. It has so much stuff in there. Mm. And I was supposed to do you do that when you're getting there? Then you're reading. I'll be reading for me and go, oh, shit, I forgot to have a sheet. <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing to have in there is a joke book. Yeah, you know, you especially don't... for you. We're <laughs> laughing at you. I mean, that's not going to be a that's not going to be a turn on if you want to say something. <laughs> laughing, he laughing at? It. Yeah, it's a side of side So yes, uh, we thought we thought we'd do because, as we all know, we're uh, moving to our new format slowly. Uh, some of you, well, hopefully all of you, will have noticed because it's slightly different. We've got a. A slightly different opening with a little bit of different music going on, and we're going to do a review show. Waffles going to be a review show of what's going on in the month, along with, of course, uh, classic TV. And yeah, film. we're still going to do our old uh, thing. It's just that we want to. What well, we've talked about this before, haven't yeah. we? We just want to do it. Just want to do a bit more spontaneously, don't we? That's it. Because we do this thing quite a lot. Mm. Where we'll be talking about wicked stuff. Yeah. Then we'll get to the podcast and we talk about something we're not interested in. So we've <laughs> deliberately not talked to each other today. Yeah, yeah, about certain things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and of course, so we're going to talk about 1973 and we'll do some review at the end of the show. Uh, of course, yes, 1973 was the year that both me and Cal was born. Uh, I was born uh, September the 4th, uh, 1973. And the song uh, that was number one on my uh, birthday, uh, I can't even remember the title, but it was Donny Osmond. Uh, something to do with love and this is a little bit of that song They say for every boy and girl there's just one love in this soul and I Have a guess. Have a guess. What song was number one on December the seventeenth, nineteen seventy-three? It was a bloody slide, weren't it? It was. And for those who don't know that, this is that. Are you 
literally only playing a few seconds yeah, I, because I hate that record it's, there's nothing worse than I've noticed if a day that Sainsbury's have started selling mince pies oh. in their shop and we're still good what good yeah apparently and there's only 15 Saturdays till, as we oh, record this. Till thing. Now, we should point out, October, you're going to get the October show right at the end of the month. This is coming at the end of September because, uh, Cal, you're on holiday. You're going to go anywhere yeah. nice? I'm going to, uh, going to London town. Are you going to? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Are you going to have some pioneers? Pioneers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no, I'm going to go on a, I'm going to go on another walk about, uh, Jack, I'm going to go on another Jack, there's a new Jack the Ripper tour. Which oh, I'm going to have a new lover. one. So new Is one. there anything they no. just don't? No, know. basically, I'll just harangue them like I did last time. They'll get a lot of the facts wrong and I'll just argue about it. Are you going there for a week? No, no, three days. I was going to say, that's a long time ago. No, I couldn't afford it, could you? You could have been in New York oh, for that. You don't want to do that, you'll end up talking all the way around. Oh, oh, bit racist. <laughs> bit racist, then. So, is that, is that, and that's what we're doing? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've got going to Wembley, watch the England game. Jesus. But thanks a lot, I'm going. Three days, coming back home, then I'll go back to London the next day. How irritating is that? Oh, why? Uh, just because it all worked, I didn't know, because it was a surprise. Can't, can't, you, can't you just book another another? I can't, I can't afford it. I can't, can't afford it. What money you got in the bank? What? <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been, been talking to my wife. That's what's wrong. I've uh, been lying to her. <laughs> well, you're the wife, and then I, and as you come back, I leave. You're going to... Uh, I'm going, going, I'm to going, going somewhere. Under, down under. I'm go, I am. I'm back, back after Australia. Uh, very much looking forward to it, must admit. Come back. Be good. You've been on about it now for two years. It's been the biggest. Yeah. Not as long as going to see. Uh, uh, what's it called? Nothing's as long as that. That was, a, that was bad. <laughs> that was like, what, a two and a half year, whatever <laughs> what it was, but for shit. And we wanted to go. <laughs> we wanted to go. We were sitting so far back. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it? it was a terrible show as well. And well, I basically, it's like what I don't look about. Guess why we don't do many catchphrase league comedy, do no, we? No. It's like you go out of that really young, don't you? Shall I phone you up from Australia? Just for fun. Record it. What time will it be? Ah, sod that. I can't be bothered. I'm going to be too drunk. Or when you're not drunk, you'll be really busy, won't you? Yeah, very busy. Looking forward to it. Not looking forward to being away from the wife a little, but um, them the breaks. I'm afraid. I'm it's sure still going to be in Australia. It's still going to be good, whatever you do. I'm just going to be out. Looking forward to it. Looking going back there. Love Brisbane. Uh, and also, got something to tell you, which I deliberately I, I haven't told you. This show, Waffle On, is going to be broadcast on radio. On what radio? Uh, P. Hook, Hooky, P. Hook, our yeah. electrician fellow who comes yeah, yeah. to work. Did he's, uh, someone did uh, a stork fly past his house the weekend? They did, congratulations, well done for bringing it, and congratulations, yeah, yeah. P. You've had uh, another one, another one, apparently he's going to have his bollocks smashed so his wife can't make him out. He's going to have another one, he's going to have his, oh! Yeah, because he doesn't, he doesn't want any more children, but congratulations to I think it's his third. Three boys. He's, he must have good, uh, Good, 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 uh, not that we're not going to commit to any more. I was going to say, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so I'm committing to you anymore, you're all slaps. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was your standard. So, uh, <laughs> so, There's uh, a story there you'll never be talked about. <laughs> so you're standing Yes, you're standing uh, so, yeah, This show will be on uh, on his radio when he gets it up and went in. So I thought you'd be... That, that, that is quite impressive, isn't it? So let's crack on with the show. So uh, 1973, Kel. 
Um, these are now we get older than for these. You I mean we'll probably cut a few things. Huh? Notable films that came out in nineteen. It's a brilliant year, wasn't it? Okay. Now I don't know this film, but I phoned it in because David Hemmings directed it. Now you know what I like about David Hemmings. Yeah, you He's do. dead now. But he directed a film called The Fourteen, starring Jack Wild. Right. Jack Wild wasn't that the guy who was the Artful oh. Dodger? He went Jack. A, went a bit crazy. Wasn't that Jack Lester? No, it could be new Jack Wild then. I don't know. Never mm. Anyway, I only threw that in because David Emmys did it. You do love him. He especially loved his eyebrows, didn't you? I did, yeah. Uh, American Graffiti came out. Yeah, no, I'm not a massive fan of this film, are you? Not really, but it's a groundbreaking film. There's no doubt, yeah. It, it, I think it's a film, if you're an American, I think yeah. it probably means so much to you, doesn't it? We, we never had that kind of culture in here where people drive around in hot rods, <laughs> did we? No. In the although, 50s. although in 73, we did have the Ford Cortina Mark Fee. Oh, there you go. Best car in the world. No, it's not. Well, no, well, it's not the best, but it looks yeah, cool. It did look cool. Yeah, it did look cool. Uh, directed by George Lucas, starring Richard Dreyfuss. Uh, probably about the time he was going on his drugs. Uh, one hour, when he had hair. Uh, and, of course, Harrison Ford. That was his first Was that his first? One of his first. No, I think his first film was A Conversation, wasn't it? Yeah, what was the film that he was in with? Isn't he in uh, Apocalypse Now? He is, he is, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 77, though. 77, I don't know what he's there for. I think it, I, I think it was A Conversation. Because this, this is the film after that, he went back to being a carpenter. Fair play to him. He's, he's still, doesn't he? Built his own house. Yeah, built his own house. I think Hamza Ford, uh, all kudos to Ford. Yeah, but I think he's a, he's completely misunderstood the way he is. The thing is, his humour, mm. he's really, really dry, dry oh, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Well, you see, one of the things where he's been taking a piece out of the Wookiee. That one with Aliens and Cowboys. I have saw that, yeah. Daniel Craig's my bitch now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and now the screaming starts. Do you know this one? It's a Peter Cushion film. thought you might like it. We've heard but long. Oh, I, I know, I might know it. What's just, what's, is it a synopsis? No, no, I am doing any synopsis, mate. I'm just giving the titles <laughs> for my opinion. Yeah, no. Uh, I think that was, it's not a hammer, is it? No, I don't think so. Uh, Badlands. Terence Malick with Martin Sheen and Sissy Spacek. Uh, it's like Emma's favourite all-time film. You know, because she looks a little bit like Sissy Spacek. Basically, Emma likes any film about women going mad killing people. Mm. So that's it, Bonnie and Clyde. But no, it's Terence Malick. Uh, you know, I'm not a massive Terence Malick fan. I'm, I'm really yeah, not. Thin midline. Uh, you know, it's got good bits in it. It's just because I'm too much. Like the the it sounds, it sounds. Ooh, the, the, you know, it sounds oh, really dumb. Attention. But the killing bit, the, the, the killing bits, the fighting in it is amazing. Oh yeah. But it's all the other stuff. Well, it's you know, I don't want to see. Don't want to see a tree. I don't want to see a leaf. There was a lot of trees in that. It's a lot of people staring at a leaf walking. It's all beautiful and all that, mm. but it's a war film. Would you class that as an art film? He's definitely, he's an art film. Yeah. He's all, all these films are. But, uh, it, you know, it's a really, really good film. And it's like, you know, true story. He looks beautiful, really bleak. And, you know, it's a very interesting thing in that film. that um, In psychology, you sort of talk about that film, that uh, Charlie Sheen is at Martin Sheen, isn't he? Mm. He's the psychopath. It, actually, it's not. It's Sissy Spacex, a psychopath mm. in that film, because she leads him on. He's just a bit, a bit of an idiot. There's loads of people talking about this in psychology. In um, the, the psychopath test by John Brunson, there's a whole chapter all about that. That they study that in uh, psychology. You know, that mm. when you watch that film, you think, oh, it's him because he's raving and ranting and killing people. But he's not a psychopath. The psychopath is Sissy Basic because she's she's cold and not bothered by it. And manipulative. She's just not bothered. Mm. He kills people. She don't worry. Yeah. Doesn't mean anything. It's very interesting spin on that. I like that. Well done, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your earliest Robert De Niro film that you can remember? Now, I, I I think the first was Taxi Driver. Right, what year was that? 77, was it? Okay. 
banging the drum slowly. Don't you? You know, I was. Re- I looked at this. I do not know this film. No, no. Again, the only reason why I put this in is because it had De Niro's name. Next I do week. not know that film. No. Uh, Battle for the Planet of the Apes. Oh, so that's that yeah, you like that one? Do you? I, 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 I like. To me, it's the last decent one. Mm. Mm. And I like it because, um, especially that I think that one is the one that's a satire and uh, black power and all stuff. I know the director is saying it's got nothing to do with uh, politics, racial politics, but it bloody has. It's got to have, yeah. and especially that that's about the slaves rising up. Mm. I really like that. I don't like them after when they go on. The yeah, ones after that are crap. Uh, Battle without honor and humanity. I threw that one in because it's one of the notable Japanese films. Uh, Blood Brothers, obviously we know that now from uh, Beer Players. Uh, Blood in the Streets, I've only thrown that in, AK Revolver, because it's got Oliver Reed in it, and we all like a bit of Oliver yeah, Reed. Yeah. Uh, what's your first ever memory of a directed film by Clint Eastwood? Oh. Was it, um, I, th- I don't know, uh, probably Play Misty for me. Or... Play Misty for me. How about Breezy from 1973? I don't know. That's an early one, I didn't even know he started directing that early. No? Yeah. So yeah. See, that, that's... Okay, I don't even know that film. Okay, there's a couple of three uh, in C. You notice this is uh, obviously uh, in alphabetical order. Three films that I know that um, you're going to be quite excited by here. Yeah? Uh, Coffee, starring uh, uh, Kofi, starring uh, Pam Greer. Oh, not Pam Greer. Yeah. I don't watch a Pam Greer film with the weekend. Yeah, 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 I thought you'd like that one. Uh, the Crazies, directed by George it's, Romero. It's amazing. Well, actually, it's not an amazing film. It's an amazing idea. Yeah. If you watch it, it's so... Have you got that? Yeah, I've got yeah. Right. yeah. Do you know, and that film was made for $100,000. Really? Right. And it was basically a bit of a... Um, basically, just got people to help him. Yeah, yeah. It's a good story. Romero's always done that, though, is it? Which makes him, I think... It makes a big film, because when he did loads of budget, his films have gone downhill. Well, there's a lot of... But, I mean, it's a really good film, and like I said... Lucas. I don't really... I don't know. People class it as a zombie film. To me, it's not a zombie film. It's a different kind of zombie film. Uh, it's like I said, it's a great idea. It's all about, especially in the 70s, there was a few films like that about people losing inhibitions. I don't know another film like that. So a film called Impulse. Yeah. Which is about all people drinking the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, oh, there was loads of things. It was about the 70s. It was that post-60s mm. thing that people were wanting freedom. and it, But, but the, the government were becoming reactionary and right-wing, especially in America where you were going into Nixon. Nixon was coming in then, he was becoming a very conservative nation, and I think all these films were like, well, no, we still want to be free, but he was talking about, well, if you get freedom, this is what can happen, freedom can go too much, mm. and you know, you've got to think George Romero was a Republican, he's a Republican, yeah. he's not a Democrat, so he was always scared of freedom, yeah, he was yeah. scared of the hippie ideal, a load of people talk about Dawn of the Dead, he's about hippies, it's all about hippies yeah, and society like, falling what's down. Like, what's the line in the shopping mall? Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead, which of course is about communi- uh, consumerism. Consumerism, uh, but loads of people say that it's, a lo- it's also about that it's about anarchy, and mm. it's about well, what happens if you've got no laws, mm. if you've got no structure in society, this is what will happen, everything will fall down. It's a bit wasn't, wasn't there a programme on, either film, wasn't a programme on that long, a couple of nights ago on Channel 4, something where it was like a blackout? And, I've got uh, it recorded, it's supposed yeah. to be really good, that was done all on... Yeah, that was yeah. not my idea for doing a zombie film on a, on a oh, mobile phone. Like Always. But they say a good idea is there because someone else is Okay, uh, The Creeping Flesh with Christopher Lee and Peter Cushion. Don't like it. Don't like it, but... It's, yeah, it's again, this is these films where they did any old... This, yet again, this is against Peter Cushion well, and Christopher you, Lee. You start noticing, I mean, throughout this, 
the next film I'm going to talk to you about in a minute is, is another Christopher Lee. How many films came out with, with the recurring actually just because to show how much I think it was like the way they got into churning out stuff. Like, like the Michael Caine, isn't stuff, it? Yeah. It's like the Michael Caine thing, isn't it? Mm. If you, you could take out probably what 75% of his back catalogue, Michael Caine's, yep. and be left with all these amazing films. But he'll always be remembered. We saw his worst period ever, didn't we? Well, that we, was our yeah, thing, yeah, didn't yeah, we? Early 80s. Early 80s, mid 80s, when his films were terrible, weren't they? Best Michael Caine film ever. Mm. Interesting question. Now, I don't mean. I don't mean. I don't mean by what do you think his best acting performance is, because you'd probably say really educating Rita for that, because he got the Oscar for no, that. Do you know what I But what is your personally, your, you think, is your favourite. Of his. Do you know what it is? Mona Lisa. Mona Lisa. He's amazing in that mm. film. Yet again, he's never done that role enough as he in his no. life. He's never played that because he can play a bastard really well, like Alfie. I'm going to throw something in here. Nice tangent, like the way you picked Mona Lisa, one of Bob Hoskins' great films. Yeah. You know the, the younger girl in that, the other prostitute who's with the black girl? You know, she looks a slightly tomboyish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's also in a, one of my favourite films one, yeah. called um, Jack and Sarah, right? Oh. That girl in that, whose name I wish I wrote down, do you know whose father she is? Bilotti. What? There you go. I only found out because I was watching Jack and Sarah the other night and she plays the, the sister of, uh, of Sarah, the one who dies. And I thought, what house has she been in? And I, and I looked at Wikipedia and uh, yeah, she's Bill Oddie's daughter. You know, yeah. Never Bill Oddie get into the podcast. Uh, <laughs> get Carter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's to me. Yeah, that is great. Mm. But I was just trying to think of something where I can think where he's so memorable in it. And against Titan. That's, that's why I think Get Carter because I think he is against Titan. He's a brilliant... He's because a brilliant... all of the films up to then... Cheery Cockney, yeah, Alfie. Yeah. Well, he's a get. He's a get. Alfie's a dark character. Though, well, he's horrible in it. Yeah. I mean, in the end, he did fall back on him, doesn't he? Beautiful ending. Yeah, not that new one. Have you saw that one with Jude Law? No. It's oh, like uh, no. It's, oh, I have seen it, but he's all cheery. It's all cheery. The last the idea. It's like Austin Powers. Yeah. In it, Austin Powers, London. Hey, hey, world. This is what London's like. You know, crazy. Uh, Day of the Jackal, hey man, uh, directed by Fred Zimmerman, starring Edward Fox, Mark Lawrence. Bloody Lonsdale. awful Bruce Willis one. It's Oof, bloody well, awful. Hey, oh, I love Day of the Jackal. Edward Fox, Edward it, Fox, man, he's just ace. It's that. an amazing film because mm. I always like the bit where he's got his leg tied up mm. with a bit of string at the end, and yeah. a lot of the way, you know, and he could, but the thing about him, he could do it. Mm. That's the that's irritating about that film. He's got the <clears> like lots of films like that. Now he does shoot him. Yeah, just get he's got the crosshairs on him. Does bloody shoot him. <laughs> Don't wait for bloody finger to run up the stairs and get in. But no, I really like that film. It's a really cool film as well. He's super cool in that. Oh yeah, another super cool film. What Dillinger with Warren Oates, Harry Dean Stanton, and Richard Dreyfuss. You know, watched it uh, about two weeks ago. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Dillinger, and it's like which one of Richard's first films that is. Uh, well, this is the second film in 1973 with Dreyfuss in. Obviously, making the video being one of his retired from acting, isn't it? I know. Well, I don't know. Is it? Well, he's the fact that he's done the right thing because he's doing stage, bear in mind. Well, he's in the beginning of Piranha, you know, yeah. it's really funny, isn't it? Playing his Jaws role, it's really funny. Uh, I found a doll's house in here because it's uh, starring Claire Boone and Anthony Hopkins. Uh, I only remember that because I didn't, didn't like it, but also back to what Hopkins, for, one of Hopkins' first notebooks. I wonder if he's doing his usual acting, yeah, speaking quiet, then shouting. Good that's why Blood Blood obviously done that on the trip, <laughs> weren't it? That's his acting, speaking really quiet, then start shouting a bit. He's, he does that actually, and you know, it shouldn't happen to a vet. Which doesn't. Uh, Don't Look Now, directed by Nicholas Ring and of course starring Judy Christie and Donald Sutherland, one of the greatest. It is, but I think, you know, to me, it's a bit overrated. A little bit I love it. I, it. I love it. And I heard it. always comes up, doesn't it, in the chart? You've heard about it all your life. Ah, oh. And it's like, what's it famous for? Mm-hmm. Two things. Sex scene yeah, and, and the thing at the, 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 the thing at the end. Yeah, woman. And I don't even know what it is anyway. <laughs> no, no. It looks beautiful, you know. Really, you know, uh, what sticks in my mind though. What Sutherland's hair? 
Well, you've got it, yeah, but you and your hair fetish. Yeah. He is ace, really. I've I, 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 I want to look like... When I get older, which is like, as you said, you recommended that I should do it. I'm going to do it when I come back from Australia to grab my hair long. But I want to look like Sutherland like he looks now. Now? Yeah, now, when I get older. Like, you know, you know how Sutherland's got so that long, long like hair. An no, no, no. But he, he looks cool with a beard. He's got long hair. And he looks cool. Yeah, yeah. And he's really laid back. Wonder why. I wonder why. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, Kenny Rogers put me back the Botox. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Too yeah. cool looks. But he don't look good now. Yeah, no, no, no. I watched that. Something looks like, really weird. Looks how, how good, how you should look, AD. There's, there's nothing wrong with growing old gracefully. Is I know, that? No, man. You there's should, nothing wrong with it. it. No, we've got two two films under letter E. Can you guess what they are? Exorcist, obviously. Yeah, and Into the Dragon. <laughs> yeah. What? I can I keep forgetting that's not what an amazing year. Nineteen seventy-three is for films, isn't it? Not so much for him who died. But no, no, <laughs> oh, no, it's amazing. To me, to me, it is still the. I know loads of people. Against, you love it. You love it because John Saxon's in it. I just love it, and it's got. Uh, Jim Kelly. It's got some amazing lines in it. It's Jim got that Jim Brown in Jim it. Jim Kelly. It's Jim Kelly. That's yeah. it. Who's amazing? Any relations? Any relations? No, no. <laughs> no, I just love the way he's really tough, and he's just basically shagging loads of loads of women in it. Yeah. It, to me, when I first saw that film, it blew my socks off. Yeah, yeah. I thought, what? There's a sort of thing as kung fu. It is ice, isn't it? It's amazing. It's it got an amazing soundtrack. Bruce Lee, he's never been beat as a kung fu star. As the Christ, I read martial arts that way before. No one had the charisma of him. It, it's just an amazing film. It's, it just looks really cool. You know, you know, you always know it's really, really good because it's not been remade. And it shouldn't be either. I think uh, like, who could do that film? No. Who could replace Bruce Lee in a film? Well, I suppose the closest they came to it was Dragon, wasn't it? The Bruce oh, I like Lee Dragon. Story, which is actually pretty... pretty it is, I mean, it's complete. It's quite like to him, but I mean... Yeah. Um, yeah, John Saxon's in that as well, and I, I, kudos to Saxon. Now, The Exorcist, um, I've bought The Exorcist on Blu-ray, I haven't got around to watch it, I've also it, bought the Mark Commander. What version, it, what version is it? It's, it's got everything. It's, it's got, got all, the, all the thing, thing, Yeah, it? which is not... There's it's loads of different It's cut for a reason. Uh, again, I know, I know I keep saying it, but we'll get to that in the pocket. Now. Things are cut for a reason. Okay. Well, the, I think the spider finger. When I first saw that bit, it was like, "Wow, it ain't that great." Is it ever going to back that bit for years? No, like, I think it would. I think it would have been more. What more version more did you see? We went to the cinema. Did it have that in it? Because well, me and you went to see it. So I didn't. You didn't care for it. No, no, it was me and you because we sat there with the tramp in the corner. Wasn't it? No, it weren't. No, no. it was me and Kevin went there. I think it was you and Kevin. Oh, well, I've seen it twice at the cinema. I saw it when it was at the midnight show in at the Odeon. Yeah, and also it may come back out, but I never saw that original. Because yeah. that was the only place shown in Britain, wasn't the, it? The, yeah, the Odeon cinema and played the original. Um, Flash uh, the subliminal scenes as with well. a woman's face, with a woman's face, and they played the original one of that. Uh. There's the later ones, they had a couple of those in. Uh, great film, that's one side. I know, it's like I said, it's one of the films you don't have to talk about that much because I know there's probably a few people who you know who won't watch it because they think it's going to be really shocking, but it's not that kind of shocking. It's not shocking anymore. I think the trouble no, is as well, isn't... I mean, it, it's obviously you've got the um, the, the, the crucifix uh, masturbation as well. It's not even, it's not so... even masturbation, it's, no. it's, she's stabbing herself exactly. in the groin. This is what yeah, I thought yeah, this. She's like... not, no, she's not. She's stabbing yeah. the body of this girl. Yeah, which is, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, 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 we don't know, do we? No, and he's saying in the name, in the name of Christ, so, you know. And yeah, it is disturbing. So it should be because it's a horror film. Yeah. But you know, the, the the thing that when I saw it the midnight show, when it was still not banned, but it was like limited release, it was quite horrific to see it on the cinema. Um, and I've seen dodgy copies before. I've started that. Now it's because it's out in circulation. When I saw it on the re-release, the remastered cinema, what really upset me was the fact people found it funny. Yeah, and you know the reason why they found it funny because of all the parody films. Wow, well, the repossessed weren't it? Yeah, repossessed. Well, Linda uh, Blair was in it. What the hell she was doing that for? Uh, like I said, I think we'd laugh that we know. I said, like, I tell you, I know this. My 
my my brother's daughter is just mm. going to horror films. She's like 13, she's going for the You movie. must be loving that, though. Look, I'll keep telling all these horror films to watch, right? She watched The Exist with a boyfriend the other week. And she's finally scared. I said, oh, no, no, it's just no. nothing. You don't realise that it's quite time. Well, is, it, is that though, because the fact that she's been... Well, she's 13, so I mean, whatever you... Yeah. I, hey, at the end of the day, that's sort of people. But, you know, me and you was brought up on watching films, game party copies of stuff yeah, like Killer. You should, do, like, you should sit down with your I kids. Think, I think horror films are a little bit different. Nowadays, because you have what they class as course, um, gore, you know, gore, gore, yeah. gore porn, as we say, you know, Saw. I thought was, the first Saw film was actually pretty good. Well, it was it, wasn't it? Good idea. The same with Hostel 1. I, I think Hostel is a great, great horror I watched Hostel 3. I know, no, I don't, and I don't want to watch Dude, it. I, think, yeah, I love the first go. one because you care for the people in it. You care for the people, and also you kind of like you, you know we've been to these kind of places in. Um, and when they kill the women, it's you feel really. And also, when she's also, in also the knockdown film, yeah, when he runs over, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Japanese girl, the Irish has to cut the eyeball like, Oh yeah. man, you know these those are talking things. Everyone to G Godspell, Victor Garber. I, I found that in because it was a, a film event. Now, Godzilla vs. Megalon. I know Dan, uh, Dan Vieira is a bit of a fan of the old yeah, yeah. No, no, I, And I, Andy, of course, let's face it. <laughs> I wasn't mad on the Godzilla films, are you? I love the cartoon, but I know it's really, that's a really bad thing to say. Yeah. But I love Godzilla and Godzuki. Yeah. I love that. But I didn't like... I've got to say, I watched that I like, the, you know, that the original 50s one. And I thought, that's that. I thought, yeah. And that's it. It's just a big finger smashing things up, innit? I wrote Le Grand Booth on here, uh, which means blow out, uh, purely for the fact that I know a deal of smile at that. Uh, I know what deal it is because I haven't seen it, but it's a French-Italian film. Uh, it's not blow out, it's in... Uh, no, no, no. That's no, blow up your thing. Yeah, I blow up your thing. Uh, no, H. High Plains Drifter, directed, uh, directed and starring Clint Eastwood. So yeah. this is his second film he's directed. Uh, uh, yeah. Jeffrey Lewis, uh, again, he another one who pops up in his film. I, love, I just love that film anyway. Right. And uh, I, I know, really, it's one of these ones, it's a Western, but it isn't a Western. Mm. It is a Western, but it's a it's supernatural film, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. His he's vengeance, isn't it? His vengeance, his death. Whatever you want to see, you never know in that film. And I like an ambiguous ending. And that's why I like... And he's, and he, yet again, it's... It, it's a film of its time because it's the rape bit in that, isn't that? Mm-hmm. When he rapes Sandra Locke at the beginning mm. and she likes it, doesn't she? Mm. There was a load of people talking about that, like in Straw Dogs and all that. I was going to say the link it, to Straw it was, Dogs. It was it. around that time. You'd never get away with a film now where a woman's raped and starts liking it. Yeah. Well, to me, that would never happen in real life. I would say, but why? <laughs> yeah, but why you should be able to talk about unless, it? Unless you're into that kind of strange thing. Exactly. Like a f- there is, and there is this, thing, and I think that's what Straw Dogs was all about in saying that, you know, because in that film, she leads him on. And I don't care what people say, she does. He's washing the window, she keeps staying him, and she takes the top off when she's in the finger. And that's yeah. that. Sandra Locke. Mm. Likes him mm. in 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 uh, high plains drift, doesn't she? Because yeah. they've got deal, they've got a history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Though, it's, to it? me, is that a right? Or is he just rubbishing her? Yeah, which brings in the supernatural, doesn't it? Is, uh, is, 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 is he there? I don't. You see, you, mm. you, know, you know, you never know with that film, and they don't try and explain it, and I like that. And yeah, because that's not that's teaching the the audience that you ain't thick. It's up to you to take out what the, the whole thing exactly the same as what the prisoner was at the end of that. You know, there's no the reason why people went all like, some people went all mad about it because the fact they said, oh, this isn't you know where's the bond figure and all that. No, it's left to you to, to to come up with your own conclusion. Not enough films do that these days. And when the, when you do get a film like that, it, it doesn't get the audience if it's not shown. Yeah, Shane. Yeah, uh, hey, film, Jay, your favourite film? Jesus Christ Superstar oh, came out. Now, whatever you say about that, though, because it was done by Andrew Lloyd Webber and the other guy. That I know. It's a, I know. Loads of people talk about that. It. It's the. It's anti. 
sort of anti about all, uh, well, all the thing about it's, it's done on the side of, it's spoken on the side of um, and I've just got the Tim Minch one why not people said that's amazing haven't they Judas yeah mm. that's it the Tim Minch one's supposed to be amazing isn't it I always think it is a really bad ATC, so you know there must be something in there's it. There's something in it, but it, I just like, don't like the way it looks. It looks like it's inside drama school. It is 1973. What is these in it? Yeah, it's that's what I can't stand. Yeah, I just thought, oh god. Great music though. It's really hippie, isn't it? Great music though. Oh yeah, I suppose the news is good in it, and it had bloody King Chris Moles in it. Why the news? Harry didn't it? I tell you what, Al. Here's here's a list for you. All right, the last American hero starring Jeff Bridges. Don't know that film. Don't you know that film? No, don't know that film. What worth getting all that? Uh, one of my favourite films, The Last Detail, directed oh, by no, yeah. starring Jack Nicholson and Randy Quaid. I love well, did you see, Did you hear that interview with him? He said that's the film he looks back that he's always done Jack Nicholson as the, uh, his favourite film he's done. Yeah, yeah. It's a really sad film, isn't it? It's moustache well. You start off with that film, you think it's going to be a knockabout comedy, don't you? Yeah. And, and as it goes, it just changes because you start feeling really sorry for Judge Ronald. Yeah. He's yeah. yeah, yeah, like a really lost character. film. Live and Let Die, James Bond starring Roger Moore and Jane Seymour. Do you think it might be the most the, the most enjoyable Bond film ever made? Certainly the most fun. Great, great, I film, think great it theme is. tune. I, was, I tell you, I'll never talk about Bond. I was reading a very interesting thing the weekend with someone saying, um, oh no, you were saying that Mark Miller was saying. Mm. He said he loves Bonds now, but you don't come out wanting to be James Bond anymore if you're a kid. And I agree with that. If you're a little yeah. kid, you won't want to be his life. No, well, no, he's no, drunk, no. he's lonely and he's battered. No. You it's, want it's, to put, you want to have a dinner jacket on and drive around in a Lotus Esprit. Well, and also, I know, I know I've, I've covered, said this before when we did the Bond show, but uh, Live and Let Die, only Roger Moore could get away with wearing a, a, a large, a large uh, you know, obviously British overcoat, walking into a Harlem bar. No, <laughs> that's what I like. I like all the black spots. I love the black spotation, and I yeah. like they were talking about drugs. Yeah. And everything was a bit more, you know, it was it was serious, but it was fun as well, and probably the best theme tune. Oh yeah, absolutely. So no, no, it's a, you know, I think that is a great. Like, like I said, if you're going to pick three Bond films, and no one who never saw a Bond, you'd pick one of them. Be one of them, wouldn't it? Mm. If some kid you at your door, which yeah, goes yeah. and said, "Dad, I want to watch a Bond film," you'd think right, Goldfinger, Goldfinger. Man with the Golden Gun. Gun. Yeah. Let die. I know that people don't like Man with the Golden Gun, but I love Man with the Golden Gun. It's Christopher Lee, though. Yeah, yeah. It's got a little Christopher Lee. Um, a couple of ones here. Lung Goodbye, uh, with Robert Altman, Sign Elliot Gould, and Luther, a biopic of Martin Luther. I threw that in. I don't Stan, know that one. It's got Stacey Keach in it. Oh, classic. He's amazing, isn't it? I understand that, that, that thing that... Oh, uh, no, you're uh, not uh, showed me. Uh, was brilliant. I want to get that. I'm going to have to have a joke. Well. Um, so, we're on the Macintosh Manstein, Paul Newman. Magnum Force. Um, yeah, Eastwood. I, I, I love that. I know the thing with him. It's like one of them films. You watch that, and you watch it, and he's a different Dirty Harry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's different. It's like the way in the French Connection one and two. He's different. Papa Doyle. Yeah, he's, they're brilliant. I love Magnum Falls, but he's not the same character. He's in thing. Yeah, he's got David Soul in it as well. Yeah, I, I love that. But it's a lot more. Um, it's a lot. Like I said, a lot of people talk about that films as uh, like Republican fantasies in America. Mm. That like I've got the gun. The gun will solve all problems. And it's in Magnum Force, especially that. Yeah. How can you beat a man with a... It's like when when, when uh, Sandy Hook killings. <laughs> yeah. And the NRA bloke said, the only way you can stop a, a bad man with a gun is a good man with a gun. That yeah. sums up the NRA, that, doesn't it? No, oh, the yeah. way you solve that problem is you don't have bloody guns. Well, there's a, there's a quote in uh, an Alabama 3 song, uh, which is the song that Mao Zedong say, where the guy turns around and says, um, uh, there's something like, uh, life will come for the barrel of a gun. And one of the quotes is, if every department had a supervisor of a submachine gun, the world would be a better place. Yeah. Really? 
Exactly. <laughs> well, that's the thing with Magnum Force, and you've got vigilante going around killing people. So you've got another vigilante killing the vigilante. Yeah. And it's like, I love that film, but the, the police in it are terrible. Mm. And all the people that kill as well are a lot minorities and yeah, like yeah. Drug, black drug dealers. It's a really weird. That was There was a bit of that in. In the first one, wasn't that? There was a little bit. A little bit of, like, uh, you know, uh, fantasy of, uh, like, a Republican fantasy of, a, you know, justice for... Mm. I can go around and do whatever I want. I can beat people. I can shoot people with my magnum. And no one's going... A couple would not be allowed to have a magnum. In good yeah. stuff. But I love Magnum Force. And, and it's and got a brilliant funky tune in it. Oh, what's the name of the guy who does that? Is it Leo... Leo Schieber, I think. Sorry if I've got that wrong. It's well. not really 70s. Man, I, I love the soundtrack to Dirty Harry. To me, they're, they're the only Dirty Harry films I like. I know, yeah. don't like Sudden Impact. I don't, no, don't, I don't, I don't like Deadpool. What's the one with Tyndale? Is that Sudden Impact? Is that Sudden Impact? Is that, Sudden Impact? Is that, um, I don't know. But just I, do you I, like the Sudden Impact? I don't like that one because I don't like the fact she gets killed. No, <laughs> like, no, no like it's that. just a really corny film as yeah. well. Uh, Le, Le, Le Magnifique, uh, directed by Philip de Booker. I've probably got that one, sorry, Dil. And uh, of course... Uh, now I don't like this film and I know it's a terrible thing to say but I know you love it um, it's Mean Streets like, uh, I don't like I, yes, it's, no. it's a, I, I appreciate it yeah. don't get me wrong but it's not something I like no it wouldn't be boring if you all like the same films it would be really but I know I love Mean Streets uh, yeah, I'm just a, uh, you know I love everything Mike Scorsese's ever done yeah I, I, you know I, I just think he's a perfect he makes perfect films of I, think, I think he's Without a shadow of a doubt, the perfect filmmaker. Because oh, there's no doubt. Because of his love for film. With this, why I love him. Mm. He, you know, oh, what's that program about? Um, about the films, uh, music that was on BBC Four. He was mm. on there, and the way he talks about film. And you know, he still watches three films a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you that, know, yeah. That, you know, that's someone who loves it. As well. I can't remember who. I can't remember who it was, but somebody on a, an interview with Richard Bacon turned around and said that he met Marcus Scorsese for the first time. And I tell you, no, it wasn't Richard Bacon. I think somebody actually said the story on his show, but also Richard E. Grant said it in his diaries, where, because, um, you know, he did a, a, a Scorsese film. Was it? It was something we know the word. Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, yeah. And he turned back and he knew all of his films. He could have been. Anyway, he turned back and he knew all of his films and he knew everything about him. Yeah. And it knocked him back because he didn't think somebody of Scorsese's calibre would know anything about him. Well, he, well, he funded... That re- the redone version of Peeping Tom. Ah, oh, that right. when they were brought that out with all these lost bits in the other year, he funded all that out of his own pocket. Mm. Now, like, no one in America knew that film, no. but he cared about it so much. And you're thinking, it's a shame there ain't enough filmmakers like this in the world. I know, I know. You who care really about films? Who, films, who love films? Yeah, yeah. Quintan, that's why people have a go at Quintan Tino. He's made some flawed films, but forget it. I hope he keeps doing it, yeah, making films that he loves. But uh, yeah, and and, that, and the, yeah, when the, the film that adopted when he started doing films that he thought people he should do. Yeah. Uh, oh, Lucky Man, directed by Lindsay Anderson, starring Mar- uh, Malcolm McDowell. Now, again, another one of those. Uh, films. Chris, Chris, yeah. one of Chris's favourite films. This yeah. is. Again, another one is if you hit a miss, and it's a Marvel uh, Yeah, film. it's a bit, it's a bit bloaty for me. It's a bit long. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I think Malcolm McDowell's great, but I, he made some. He's made some. Great. But then again, he's done films that he's chose to do. So I'll leave you that. Yeah, that's what we're doing. P. Now then, uh, the Paper Chase came out, and that's. <laughs> I think I only put that in there because uh, Timothy Bottoms was in it, and yes, I. What are you? <laughs> Papillon, Steve McQueen, and Dustin Hoffman. Thank you. Uh, directed Aye. by Franklin Day Schaffner. Yeah, fantastic. It's one of the great both of them, films. Both of them on the top of their game. Oh, Steve McQueen. I know people will talk about him in Nixon 7. He was great in... A, sorry, he was never better than in Papillon. Yeah. Because you really believed he was Papillon. And yet again, the, the real character of Papillon was a horrible character. Mm. You know, you saw that, I mean, he robbed all the... <laughs> he nicked everyone's money from the pensions. 
Yeah. Like, uh, but he's so like, well, Dustin Hoffman is amazing actor anyway, oh, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, again, he's another one. We don't realise, we won't realise how great he's until he's gone. When he, when he passes on or whatever mm. in the future, people, oh, but he only was such a brilliant actor. Look at all oh. the films that Dustin Hoffman's yeah. done. Yeah, you know what? I, John Voight, I think John Voight's like that. John yeah, Voight's an yeah. amazing he actor. He gets a bad rap only because of the fact that he's Yeah, but he's not supposed to be a nice bloke, is he? But there he still makes brilliant films, though, not uh, Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid Star are directed by Sam Peckinpah, James Coburn, Chris Christopherson, and Bob Dylan. Yeah, no, he's amazing. It and you know, and it's got a, it's it's really interesting film man because it's sort of on the borderline. It's a musical because there's more music in it than there's dialogue. Mm. I've got the soundtrack. It's an amazing film. It is very meandering. It does go on for three and a half hours, but it's beautiful. If you're a big Sam Peckinpah fan, like I am, there's any Sam Peckinpah fans out there, they'll know what to talk about because it's beautiful. Have you ever heard of a Spanish-Mexico horror film? Uh, it's known as The Curse of the Devil in English, but it's called El Retorno del Rapugas. I don't know any Spanish horror. See, I've put a couple of the odd strange just horror things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Disney, Walt Disney's Robin Hood with the voices of Roger Miller, Phil Harris, Andy Devine, Peter Yusuf, and yeah, Terry Thomas. Came out of I, that, wouldn't you love to see? Wouldn't you love to see some drawing again in a cartoon? Yeah, absolutely. I, I know... It, and this idea, oh, kids won't sit there and watch it. There was a load of rubbish. I said to you the other day that uh, I sat down and watched um, Tom and Jerry, uh, the original of Tom and Jerry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, beautiful drawing, really, really well done. And she sat there absolutely enthralled with it. And afterwards was the new Tom and Jerry on there with the new style animation. What's that like? It. Well, it's, it's the similar style, but it's computer-generated um, animation. And she got up on water. So there must be something there. There's something, you know, it's like uh, what we always say about clay animation. and all The shambolicness of it sort of makes it. I don't know there's some there's some lines real bad, There's some real bad. When you when you watch some of the Disney stuff, when you've got a kid and you're watching it, and you think, man, sometimes computer animation works, yeah, like, you know, Pixar stuff it really does work. Well, not all of Pixar, but then, but they do it. So yeah, yeah they do, they, uh, but then some stuff is just really cheap animation, you know. And you say, yeah, it's like what you were saying, you know, this week we saw Grand Theft Auto Five come out. You know, uh, look at the look at the computer generator. That, that's when it works, and you think, yeah, okay, I don't mind you spending a load of money on that. Yeah. But you don't want that when you want to watch a cartoon. You know, you want it's some simple. drawings on there. But I think this is why all Studio Ghibli stuff mm. is like, isn't it? Like from Japan, because they still draw all. They're, they're still they're listening to animation, aren't they? They draw their pictures. A couple of uh, Al Pacino stuff coming on here for you. So uh, we'll have a. Scarecrow, directed by Jerry Schattenberg, signed Gene Hackman Al Pacino. Do you know that one? No, no, oh, I'm the all winner. Scarecrow, this is. Well, I don't know that one, you know. I don't know Al Pacino films. I don't know. No, okay. Scorpio, starring Burt Lancaster, Alan Delano, Paul Scrooge. You know that one? That's got Alan Delano. He's really cool. Now then, here's one for you. I know one of your favourite films. Another Pandria film here. Scream, Blackula, Scream. I like any of these. Uh, <laughs> I like any black exploitation stuff. Yeah, yeah, again. If you, you would not be allowed to make a black exploitation film now, I know, let's get a really famous white cake then just make him black. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Serpico, similar uh, do you know, a great film. Well, you know, I was sort of thinking about this recently. I think it might be the greatest ever bank robbery film. Mm. I know people talk about, see, I don't see Reservoir Dogs as a bank robbery film. I know they don't, don't see enough. It's not to me to see a bank robbery film. You've got to see the bank robbery, mm. like in Killing Zoe, mm. or oh, you know, Killing Zoe. I love man. Killing Zoe. It's an amazing film. But I think the thing with that is the, the thing. The thing with Serpico. Uh, I'm talking about. I'm going to model up. No, I'm thinking of Doug's afternoon. Yeah, yeah, you are. I was going to start Sorry. to say that. Well, and you know the reason why? Because he looks the same. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was thinking. Of, I was thinking of the Serpico poster. Uh, no, okay. Serpico is the. I'm talking about. He's the greatest 
police corruption film. Mm. There's a really good film made about the same time called Prince of the City that you can't get anymore, the same kind of subject, but he's so cool in that film. And yet again, because it's real. Yeah. And that makes that scary. And again, you forget how good Al Pacino is. I mean, he's doing doing the BT Sky adverts now. Well, you know, it's that film when he started doing stuff like that City Hall, weren't it? Mm. When he was just shouting, scent of a woman. Devil's advocate. And all that. You know, they were fun. But he was a great actor. Scent of a woman, I don't. I mean, it's not, I don't particularly like it, but yeah. I mean, at least he's not shouting. Well, that sort of brought him back. You can't believe he'd been forgotten about in Hollywood, can you? Could he's in the, you think about it in the mid-80s. What did he do? Yeah. Uh, Sleeper. Started Love it. Starring Woody Allen. Favourite Woody Allen film. Great film. Sleeper. Starring James Caan and Peter Boyle. Uh, Solent Green. Yeah, love it. Which God, man, it's one of my favourite films in 1973. Step to a sunlight again. Is that on the dark? Oh, is it the one with the grave? With the, with the... Whatever. Either way. Either way. The Sting. Oh, man. Come on. <laughs> the Sting Cow. Starring yeah, yeah, Paul yeah. Newman and Robert Redford. And Robert, you forget. Look at this. Look at this for a cast. Paul Newman, Robert Redford, Robert Shaw, Eileen yeah. Brennan, Charles Durning, Ray Wilson, winner of the seven Academy Awards, please. Come Robert on. Shaw is a wicked actor. Followed by Superdad, starring Kurt Russell. <laughs> Which is really, really young. Disney Kurt Russell, this is, yeah. So, hey, let's get on to tea. Um, now there's a couple of horror films I've played on here The Tendence of the Walls which is a German film and Theatre of Blood I know Theatre of Blood it's Vincent Price it's got some amazing bits in it uh, That'll Be the Day starring David Essex and Ringo Starr mm-hmm. uh, The Thief Who Came to Dinner starring Brian O'Neill and The Three Musketeers oh. starring Michael York Olive oh, Reed you know I love them, man. just beautiful films funny exciting beautiful had really strange comedy bits in it the way like Spike Milligan would pop up in it and then just you know I think that had a bit of a a bit of a Simpsons kind of thing that yeah, the yeah. show is seen and it'd be the and then he'd pan out a bit and then you'd see like someone in the background I really got that from Python as well I, I, I think where so, every yeah. now and again you see the crowd and you hear a bit of what the crowd is saying even the follow ups are good I know I know I like them all like died on yeah. the yeah. Oh, you know when it be Crap, they got a bit old for it, but I think them one. Yeah, but they, yeah, but they added the oldness into that, didn't they? That I still think, oh, like I said, I love that. I love them films. And and Oliver Reed was pissing me off all the time. Was he? Love it. <laughs> uh, the thing is, you know, they've still never been beat, and we're going to do Musketeers on. Yeah, of course. Future, Do- Future Doctor Who playing uh, Richelieu. Yeah, it's just gonna, I don't know how they're going to do it. I just hope it ain't going to be all revisionist. Well, and... Let's give it. Let's give it yeah. a chance. Belongs uh, to V now. The Vault of Horror, starring Glynis Jones, Terry Thomas, Curtis Jones. Me suspects that'll be a comedy. That's an amic- that's an amicus thing. Yeah. Uh, Voices starring David Hemmings. Uh, w. Oh, two uh, or oh, three films in here. I'll find one in the middle just. That. Westworld directed by Michael Crichton so Neil Brenner and James Brolin great great, great, great. film and yeah, probably being remade I believe isn't it this is it can you believe them not remade because the one thing about the limitations of that film I love it I don't want it to be remade though I don't because no one is going to be Neil uh, Brenner Neil Brenner and I thought I was trying to think who could do the, who could do that uh, thingy role now mm. I can't think of any bald actors apart from Vin Diesel look how much he's doing it stay them <laughs> no. no who's got who's got you know what makes that film the fact it's the stillness of your Brenner's face the coldness there's, there's nothing there's nothing behind the eyes no no there's nothing behind the eyes well it's relentless that. as well isn't it? and that was a Michael Crichton as well wasn't it 
Is it just about it? We always, what was we saying the other day? Uh, one of the greatest films that came out recently was Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. And oh, what makes it. Gary Oldman so good in that is the fact he doesn't do anything in it. No. The fact of the silent. Maybe, maybe. Oh, no, I don't know. Which is, yeah, but that's proper screen acting, isn't it? It is really Because stage acting. acting, you have to make mannerisms because people can't see can't you. Can't see you. When yeah. the camera's in your face, you don't need to no. fucking gurn and all that. This is what always did me with Jim Carrey. And Jim Carrey can act. Oh, man, you've got me thinking now. You, could... you know what? That's the trouble. You're asking somebody to replace your banner. It's too difficult. Like I said, I'm not saying that, you know, you can shave someone's head off and, you know, it might be brilliant for it. But your Brenner was such a movie star. He weren't a great actor. You don't get many movie stars these days, do you? Don't get movie stars anymore. Well, you know, it's a shame, isn't it? I know I do like good actors, but sometimes you can't beat a bit of charisma on screen, can you? Talking about charisma, my friend, how about Burt Reynolds here oh, in White Lightning? Well, it's going to be a film where he's playing. Is he playing some good old boy who the police are after him? Probably. No idea. And we'll end in on one of your favourite films and a film that I can't believe we haven't even done on uh, on Waffle Art because I'm not a great fan of it, but you love it. It was remade with Nicolas Cage. I'm talking about The Wicker Man starring Ewa Wewa and Christopher Lee. Yeah. No, we have to do this. Why haven't we done The Wicker Man? It might be because it's one of them things where... Because I don't... I do. No, no, no. You don't, like, don't like it. Just not as everyone that. else loves it. I just don't. <laughs> truth is, I love Edward Woodward. I just think there's part. There's things in that film which I don't think work, right? And because you know they've got they're bringing that one out with the, uh, yeah. the fan footage. This one. is supposed to be with all that stuff found. Yeah, the which I really, I really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, we should go there and they, they film it. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I don't know. I, I think we'll wait until we do the show before yeah, I tell yeah. the reasons why I don't like. Like I said, oh, and I said, no, I, don't like it. I think I like, get frustrated with it. I think that's the thing. And I think it's because it's his Scottish accent frustrating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and also, yeah. I can't stand all that dancing stuff. But I know, oh, no, it's, it's all, I know it's all the paganism. No, but no, because I can understand that. I think there's a lot of people who watch that who watch that and you're thinking it's a bit of a ridiculous film. Because there's not, there's hardly any horror in it. Yeah, there's hardly any horror to yeah. the end. Really, but I, I, I don't mind it. Like I said, I didn't mind the remake. I know people will shoot me down for that. But I, I can't, I can't say, say I can't, what I see. Well, I've not, not seen it. So I, I watched it and I thought, yeah, did I quite enjoy that? Is it good as others? I didn't think it was going to be. Yeah, no, uh, I've mixed in here uh, TV and events of this year to do with the media. So I'm going to read these out as we go along. Okay, so um, Open University Awards gets his first degree in this year. Uh, English actor Darren Nesbitt also in the prisoner. He's convicted of assaulting his wife Anne. How nice. Uh, yeah. He won't play German, did he? At least it weren't a child, but he's these days. Because that's all a bit of a... Rob Harris is in... Shut up. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, Are You Being Served? Begins regular series after the pilot was aired the year before. Now, were you a big fan of Are You Being Served? I find it tame, but I wouldn't watch it now. It was one of the things I remember watching as a kid thinking, I, I want more for me comedy than this. Even though I didn't know what comedy was... Like I said, my thing was until I saw the, it was the young ones. Mm. And I thought, ah, oh, this is how I want coming yeah. to be. And then it was all like that in the 80s. But, nah, I don't know. I, no, no, it's like really big in America, isn't it? It's like massive in America, isn't it? But, yeah. It's just not a lot of people. I think people like it because that can be British in. Yeah, it's oh, Two pilots was out in this year. Uh, one was Open All Hours. And the mm. other was Prisoner and Escort, otherwise known as Porridge. Was that what it was originally called Prison Rescue? Yeah, uh, and it was all part of the Seven of One thing. And out of the Seven of One, two of those were made, which of course was Open All Hours and uh, Yeah, I guess I was never an Open All Hours fan. Were you? Yes. Mm, I didn't do I, it for I, me. I, you know, I don't own them, but I do quite like watching them. There's something, uh, I, I like the chemistry between Wani Barker and David Jason in the shows in, in Porridge as well, where David Jason's playing. What about that amazing stuff that someone put on Facebook the other week with a Blue yeah. Peter? 
Read Porridge. Yes. It's like well, an amazing book indeed. Uh, yeah, thanks for that. Whoever put that up there, I feel bad about not um, not giving you a shout out. We'll do that next show. But brilliant. Really no, good. That was amazing. I can't believe it's not on any of the DVDs either. I know that really annoyed you, didn't it? Because yeah. you thought you had everything, didn't you? Uh, BBC television series The Ascent of Man, written and presented by Jacob Bronski, airs, and there's also an accompanying bestseller book. That's what he said as one of the great documentaries, yeah. isn't it? Uh, James Beck, uh, who played Private Walker, uh, dies of a burst pancreas at the sad age of 44. Uh, the series does continue without him until 1977. The part of Walker was never recast. Uh, did they ever explain? Did they ever talk about it? No, oh, I think they did, but I can't. Too, right. so I can't. I can't tell you. Uh, Patrick, uh, Patricia Phoenix leaves the role of Elsie Tanner on Coronation Street. The world, oh. the world at war begins in this year, oh. narrated by uh, Solange Lee. So that's my all-time favourite. Uh, no, I know. That, I know you can get that on DVD. Have they brought it on Blu-ray yet? Remastered? No, but the thing is. Um, the proper version in the seventies come out mm. is really long. I think it's something like fix up thirty eight episodes. There is a version of that out. The proper version we only ever see, and there's so much of it. It really annoys me. Every time they miss loads of stuff out. Yeah. You can't get that original long version. I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I wondered if they put it on Blu-ray because I reckon that'd be a good Blu-ray. Yeah, if you just need touching up, it's very, uh, it's very. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like everything in the seventies look crap. Then I'm being record-breaking, long-running comedy series. Last of the Summer Wine starts a series on BBC no! One. It will air until August 2010. I reckon that's going to be my, my uh, Rosebud moment. <laughs> when I die, it'll be Last of the Summer Wine. <laughs> and I'm going to get everyone to dress up as Compo. Yeah, that would be great. Well, that would be me, wouldn't it? Everyone would think it was a really Compo anyway. Uh, 1973, of course, was also the 10th anniversary of Doctor Who. The 10th anniversary. Did they do anything for that then? Did uh, they do anything years ago? No, Doctor Who wasn't on in November of that year, but in the January of 1973, you had the three Doctors, which of course starred uh, John Pertwee. Uh, is. is that the one where everyone's Patrick Trenton? He's like in that, he's stuck, he's been stuck forever. Uh, is it like a maze thing? Uh, yeah, I think Is so. that that one? Is it like a maze? Oh, I don't know, no. no. William Hart was on the TV though, because he's too ill to attend there. <laughs> so, programmes are started this year. Whatever happened to the likely lads? Yeah, yeah, again, I like it, but it, I don't think it's like I didn't think it. Did you, did you really love it? Not really. I like the theme tune. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> it was all right, wasn't it? The Wombles. Yeah, yeah, again, it was all right. Some brothers do have them. Love it. <laughs> I think when you're a kid, you sort you can get your egg man the human that, can't you? This is your favourite program. Next, what? That's life started in 1973 with your favourite woman, the saviour of the children, That's Esther Ranson. Fucking, there was Doc Cox on that. I mean, that was the, hilarious when he read that book. Some rogue with a name Whitty in it or something. And the funny, the funny thing is, is that without, because originally, our, our original plan was I was going to uh, play a couple of theme tunes in here, but we, we can't be having got the time to do it. Um, and I found a theme tune to That's Life on thing on YouTube and <laughs> some of the pictures that were coming up to come in it there was there was a typical picture of a carrot that looked like a penis yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it it was you know it's just depressing when you're a kid Sunday night TV well, it was yeah uh, we are the champions yeah I did like it mm. apart from that the end bit where they'd all jump go mad at the end jump go mad at the end why don't you did you know did you actually do, uh, do no, I was actually defending why don't you on um on Facebook the other day um, because I think there was a place for it and the reason why I say that was because it had regional accents in it yeah. so if you boy don't you now you'd be like this is how you make a split this is, this is, <laughs> this is, big, this is how you make, make a bong <laughs> yeah, this is how you make a blade a shank um, Pipkins came out in 73 The Tomorrow People uh, actually that's being remade at the moment it's been you know because like, loads of people have talked about that I, you know, I got a mate in a, like, a game shop I go to and he said oh it's really good 
But yeah. I was reading reviews of it and said, you've got to be prepared for it, though. He said, if you're about 12, you might look... I thought, mm. uh, I, I, I'm going to be spend money on something that's... No, no, it's, like 40, that. it's 40. But then again, tomorrow people came out... Is it the remaking Yeah, it was remade in 92 to 95 as well, so... Was it? Yeah. Didn't know that. Uh, yeah, new faces came out as well. Uh, the World of War we mentioned. Uh, Schoolhouse Rock, don't know that. Barnaby Jones. Oh, these are some of the American ones. Police Story on NBC. Yeah, yeah. which is a, yeah, again amazing thing. But it's only ever six of them bloody nine right now. Yeah. Uh, no, seventy three to seventy eight. This is. Uh, I'm not thinking of it. I'm thinking Police Squad. Oh yeah, yeah Police Squad. You're Police Squad. Yeah. I was watching that the other day. That's amazing. Me, but there's it. none made. But this is like uh, only six. Seven, we'll do that. We do yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, um, the Young and the Restless uh, was on CBS from seventy three. Uh, the ten thousand dollar pyramid with Dick Clark as host. Now I think that was one where Shatner always turned up on there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some American something that I don't know. Uh, the new Treasure Hunt. Uh, now the animated revival. The Star Trek premiered on here it was from 73 to 74 I've only ever saw one episode of that yeah a bit weird uh, virtually it might as well just be called um, the James Doohan show because he does virtually all the voices does it? he does all the, all the aliens in it he does all uh, obviously does Scotty in it um, sort of the same story isn't it they don't have the same story uh, I think there's new ones on here but it is bad animation it's really bad yeah, it's not that, it's like Space Ghost animation in it Space Ghost Space, Space Ghost, Ghost. Yeah. something about that on that page as well yeah yeah uh, Adam's Whoop came out Needles and Pins The Stars The Tomorrow Show 6 million dollar man started in 73 yeah. went to 78 really good but really watch it now and it's, it's really quite well, basically the best thing about it is the noise yeah. <laughs> that's it, it? <laughs> that would be a good ring time wouldn't it yeah yeah uh, Superstars Great Sports Legend and and probably one of the greatest detective programs ever made, Kojak. Yeah, I loved it. And especially when he was, uh, what was it called when he was doing that? Really? Like, Sucking them lollipops. <laughs> you can't believe that no one thought. Wait a minute. Why has he got that lollipop at all times? I can't, I can't believe he did that. Well, he didn't do that. He, he did that Birmingham video. <laughs> no, that's really hilarious, isn't it? Small boy Queensway. Love you, baby. Obviously, there's loads, loads of lollipops. Just to do that, didn't they? <laughs> he had loads of money and never went there. <laughs> Because yeah. he also did well on Newcastle and Yorkshire, I believe. Oh, yeah. Uh, ending this year, Watch With Mother, Father, Dear Father. Uh, on the Buses ended in 1973. Yeah, but that's, the, you know, it's all right, isn't it? Yeah. Follyfoot. Love the theme tune to Follyfoot. Okay, if, yeah. I, if I can find that, and if I remember, I'll put that at the yeah, end of the right. show. Uh, War and Peace ended, uh, which is Bonanza ended in 73. Uh, Ghost Story ended in 73 Mission Impossible actually ended in 1973 as well no, it's not, I love Mission Impossible but can you remember whatever happened at any MF what was it about I know it's only what it's about but I can't remember any it's a bit like Shelley or whatever what the fuck happened in all them episodes <laughs> Shelley, Shelley tell me what Shelley was about no idea it just had that bloke, forever. had that bloke had a big fat face yeah he was, oh yeah he was, a, he was a, another uh, I think there's a running thing in the second season he runs off the tree uh, Ultraman Ace, Laughing, finished in 73, The Mud Squad, The Doris Day Show, New Scooby-Doo Movies also finished in 73, and so did Needles and Pins. Unfortunately, that was only for one season anyway. So that was all of 1973. I'll tell you what, you feel the films, uh, it is a really great year, isn't it? Oh, yeah. That was, that well, was really, it's like new Hollywood coming in there. Uh, you know, I love the 70s. People mm. talk about the 60s. To me, the 70s was a cultural... Brilliant time for films. Started Generation X. Yeah. Well, we had, we had exactly we had, didn't have the fucking blockbusters yet. That mm-hmm. and really ruined it all. So people were making films for adults then, weren't they? Yeah, like adults. Are not talking about it. <laughs> so, they were making films for adults then, weren't they? People with brains, yeah. stories, and major thinking. Not like now, they shove you in the old crap. <laughs> 
So let's have a bit of our review show then. Um, what do you want to talk about first? What's your Peaky Blinders? Peaky Blinders, the Birmingham-based, uh, well, Birmingham set uh, crime drama, I suppose, set, uh, just after the First World War. Like I said, I don't know why. Uh, this is mainly this is obviously going to be people in Britain. Like I, I would have thought it's going to be America. We've got Killian Murphy in it. Yeah. They would have. They could, they, he wouldn't have been cheap, would he? Right? Yeah. Was it important to us? But because it's set, well, basically it's set in Birmingham, but it's. I think that the thing that people are getting caught, I'm not going to talk about, I'm a little too bit. I bothered <laughs> about the accents. Right. This is not a criticism. Is this because of the fact that the accents aren't too bad? It doesn't matter. I bothered. But you it, would have been if it was, if they were speaking like Barry and Alfred Redesign. Yeah, right? like you said to me, I would have just had them speaking neutral. I would have had them employing Birmingham actors. Yeah, well, this is it. This is where they were saying, I was reading about it, there was... Uh, 20% of the actors were thingy, but none, none of them were speaking roles. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> imagine that? You love that? Because you've got uh, my wife's uh, university, they've got the acting there. There's Birmingham. Oh, they must have all got really tough. Brilliant, we're going to be in this big thing. What, what do you want me to say? Keep it shut. We don't want to hear that voice. We don't want to hear that crap. Well, the barman in it, I thought he must come from Birmingham. He is. Yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's a policeman. Yeah. Uh, the one of the main policemen, the barman, and. Um, uh, Killian Murphy's cousin, oh, the wow. one on the uh, canal boat. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's from Birmingham as well, right. but none of them have lived in Birmingham for <laughs> 30 years. Oh, right. Well, yeah, but you don't really lose your, your accent. I mean, people, no. have, people have said on our accent. To, to us, me, so. I'm, I'm not bothered. This is, is, uh, I'm talking about this is about the actual drama. Okay, so, yeah, I don't on. care about things like if, if you know, if you're worrying too much about that, you're not watching it right. No. You okay. know what I mean? I just think, like I was saying to you today, I watched the second one. You haven't watched the second one yet? No, I've got any time to watch it. Like time. I said, it was good, but the promise in that show is not paying off. Right. Mm. I think the problem with it is, like I was going to tell you about this today, was um, it's getting into the thing where it's a period, it's costume drama. Now, yes. you said to me earlier, but isn't everything costume drama like the Borgias? Yeah. It is. No. Boardwalk Empire is, but it's not about that. The clothes, the sets are not important. It's about the drama. The drama leads it, and you forget. It's got to be important to a certain degree because you can't have something set after the First World War and have walking around. But like I said, I watched Boardwalk Empire. This was set up to be a lot of Boardwalk Empire. Boardwalk Empire's got all the same kind of things going on. But in it, you think it's now. Because you're drawn into the story, you forget that it's old. You're thinking, oh, yeah, I understand what these people are going through. Because not far off the different end, they've got need work. With that, you're constantly thinking. Oh yeah, they're bringing something out to show you that it's it's yeah, it's yeah. setting a thing, right? I think the big week story you'll see even more in this one is about this woman. Yeah, it's okay. such a rubbish little story. I don't want to spoil it for people, but it's a little story that comes into it about someone coming into it, and it is so. No, you can spoil it because we, we, we're not doing. We're well, there's meant to be like a woman brought over. It's going to be a spy. who's going to go work in the pub where the Shelby family, or the Peaky Blinders, which, which, is, which was the worst bit of that poem. Where and it's like no one said to her, "Where did you read about this bar from Ireland?" Yeah, well, you come all the way over here. All the bars in all of Birmingham went to the roughest part of Birmingham and went and worked the bar. Yeah. And no one they start singing, and everyone thinks she's brilliant. Yeah. And they tried to get out of it this week. I don't want to spoil it for you. Right. And you're thinking, you made it worse. Uh, okay. And it's like, it's good. It's like, again, the violence in it, it's not handled well. Mm. There's a violent bit in the beginning, you watch it, it's not handled well enough. Killian Murphy's good in it. Everything's good in it. Mm. But you're watching it and you find yourself drifting off. 
If you hadn't seen Boardwalk Empire, exactly. would you have enjoyed it more? I think that's the problem. I read about it on some blogs from America saying, yeah, I read an interview saying, oh, yeah, he wants it to make it like the Birmingham Boardwalk. It was never going to be Boardwalk Empire. Be I, mean, I mean, you saw all of the Ripper Street, didn't you? Did you yeah. It's no, more I, like Ripper Street, now, isn't see, it? I love Ripper Street. Yeah, I, now, I think I think Ripper Street is made very, very well. I think... Everyone acts in it, even uh, Matthew McFadden, who's oh, shocking expression. Um, but you've got Jerome Flynn, who is just awesome. Well, he, he, he doesn't overact in it. But does that's he? what I want to see Killian Murphy doing, because that's violence. When you see, I mean, I know this is 1888. Yeah, but the point is, Ripper Street comes across as tougher. Yeah. This gang, the Peaky Blinders, were, were famous uh, in Britain for being so violent. Yeah. They're called the Peaky Blinders because he used to cut people's eyes out to stop yeah. them remembering them. But the what you know in two episodes, right? I already started showing them really violent. Mm. Should have been a really violent opening, and then you would have whoa, these are bad, and then get to know the characters. Yeah. They tried to do a bit of violence in this way. And you'll see, there's a character called, called Billy Kimber. Mm. Billy Kimber was a cockney villain. And he's brilliant in it. You see, there's a bit where he comes into the back end, and it's a brilliant bit. But the point is, it's just disappointing. Yeah. And I think, you know... Sam Neill's pretty good, though. Sam Neill's good in it. But I think that because of the budget limitations, and you can see there's budget limitations, because they only mm. go back four streets, don't they? Well, it's filmed, filmed in Liverpool, studio in Liverpool... Canal bits in Birmingham, <laughs> and there's a bit of the black, black country, country, country music, music, isn't that? Because of the bit where the leggy Henry bit was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, but but it's like ah, oh, you know, like I said, I don't hate it. I don't think there'll be another series of it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've got a rule of thumb uh, by anything with uh, TV series and comics, where like, I did a three episode rule. Uh, if you don't keep me entertained uh, for mean? three episodes, then I won't. I, I just think you know, you know it's not going to do that because no one's talking about it are they you don't hear any mention of it in the press there's been no press you know yeah, but I part, can't believe there's not been an interview Killian Murphy and Sam Neill yeah, well, part of me thinks that and this might be a little bit of maybe um, paranoia maybe coming from my part I often sometimes think because it's not London based exactly if this would have been in London and this is not in London because we both love London I love London it's coming right there but if that would have been London or Manchester or Liverpool you would that there would have been promoting that programme all of that set in Birmingham by a Birmingham writer like everything our our input to this country is degrading it always has been one of the most important countries in the world we've been but one of the most important cities in the world mm. and do we big ourselves up no and does yeah. anyone else know so basically they'll put it on BBC 2 why is that not on BBC 1 it's got Killian Murphy he's a Hollywood actor and Sam Neill a Hollywood actor, and he's put on BBC 2 on a Thursday night yeah so you know like well, I, said, it's not good I mean as we said before but the BBC have it. well we're not going to go on a random no no because you'll just think well, like Richard Baker turned around he was in the mailbox the other day he says this building is fantastic it's a proper studio based building at the mailbox and it's only a quarter full why? Because I moved everything up to Salford for no apparent reason. For no reason. No one goes there. No guests no. go there. All the actors going up there, and this is, this will be the death of it all. It will be death. As much as much as sometimes I get brassed off with everything going to London. London's the capital. Not Manchester. It's the capital. Manchester the capital is not the capital no. of Britain. London's I don't. This is nothing against. No, it's nothing against the north. Because you know, I, I like going up north. Yeah, yeah. But you know, you want the best people to come to this country. Yeah. You want them to get off at Heathrow, get a taxi to BBC TV Centre. Boom, there you go. Yeah. We got Birmingham Airport, yeah. the second biggest I would say, airport. Would, would, yeah. let, would Letterman move to Cleveland? No. No. 
It's it's in New, it's New York or LA, isn't it? Because that's where the industry is. Mm. It's not about being, you know, oh, you know, London gets everything. Yeah, but London doesn't give it. It's the bloody capital. It brings more money in than the rest of the country does put together. This is harsh reality. And I think the problem with it, I think that just, you can see deep down the BBC have not wanted to support it. Yeah. And you can see that yeah, because yeah. I can't believe there's not been Killian Murphy going on about this programme. No, I like, don't say I, 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 I'm not seeing him on any chat show. Now, whether, of course, he's not, not available to I, don't I can't know. imagine. There should be something. I can't imagine he was cheap. No. Right? So he must <laughs> have been paid... TV. Exactly, oh, yeah. to do TV. So he must have been paid a few bucks. Well, you're talking about, like, you know, you, you can't afford to... to no, we're talking about this because it's going to be your next thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah no, uh, started last night, which was Sunday the 22nd, uh, by any means on BBC um, BBC One. And uh, I saw the advert for it and I thought, hmm. Well, I because I told you, oh, it looks like it's going to be a lot of hustle. Right, okay. So <laughs> Natalie, my wife, turned around and said, hey, this this looks good. And it was either a cross between watching that and her taping Downton, or me having to put through Downton. <laughs> Obviously, I chose uh, uh, by any means. <laughs> and I sat there and I watched I was writing last night as well, and I actually stopped what I was doing put my laptop down and watched it yeah. and I really what's Keith really Allen like it Keith Allen <laughs> real nasty Keith Allen yeah, yeah, yeah. smug Arbel yeah. played the role perfectly also filmed in Birmingham was it yeah. where about was it filmed uh, City Plaza uh, by um, the old joint stock he was filmed there oh Keith was it yeah you know you know, you come out of that bit uh, the shopping bit and you can turn left or walk down to the back of the there ah. um, Gina McKee's in it and she's only in it very briefly in a couple of scenes. She's, she's the money ball. There's apparently the lead actor's out of Hollyoke. I don't know. I, don't, I, I know who he is. He was, he's all he right. was brilliant. Is his name for Gibson McBride? That's brilliant. But there was basically three of them in there. A guy's called Tom Tom. His name's Thomas Tomkins. And he's the one who you know keeps an eye on everything. Hence the name Tom Tom. Um, it, remi- it did remind me of Hustle. It reminded me of the first series of Hustle. It's right by Tony Jordan, who did uh, Life on Mars. Um... I really enjoyed it. it. It all came together at the end of it. You know, you think, how did he set that up? And it showed you how things were set up, you know, like exactly like how Hustle did. You know, Hustle went off the tracks quite oh. badly. Um, I hope this carries on as it means. So it's really worth watching. Oh, because then I'll give it a chance. You know, what, we like Hustle. you know, I always say that Sunday, Sunday evening TV should be chill out, relax, yeah, yeah. enjoy it, smile. That's that perfect. Yeah, yeah. The only thing I did, and this is not, I don't mean this to be a bit of a, a, a you may come across as a racist because I don't mean it to. But the three main characters in there are white. This is the BBC and one of the corrupt, you think is a corrupt copper is this black guy and it turns out the fact that he just got suspended from his job and this other guy, he ends up, the, the main guy in the series gets this guy, the black guy, to go along with his corrupt copper and so he, he he's part of the team at the end and he gives him the option to join him. He does join him because he's got a next time comes on. And you know, part of me thinks, oh, he actually, he's a really good character and he, he will fit in really well with it and I look forward to seeing him. But part of me in the back of the head, because BBC is so PC, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't help but think, did you just throw this guy in because he's black and you want it to yeah, go Yeah, you were told by the producers, we've got to Are you going to have a gay actor come in? Again, I don't mean it's the same race as a hundred. No, 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 it's a bit of a one of the major problems with the thing. They have people... Who they want, and they'll put them in anything. Yeah, and, and I can't the stand it. Imagine Kate Humble won it. But the thing is that throughout the whole of that episode, they worked well as a team, and you believed them to be a team. That's, you don't know how long this team has been together. They're all young, mm. and it's called by any means because they ha- they get these people by any means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, that is mentioned three times in the episode. Oh yes, you know that. But you, know you think, that. and the, the clip of next week's one, it had this guy going, the the, the black guy, and he's going, "Oh, I can do undercover." I've done it before, and he looks like he's in a compromising situation. You think. Mm. 
Mm. Yeah. No, I don't want that because you've already set up that you're a good team. I want to see how you do it. You know, the great thing about Hustle was that you believed in Robert Vaughan, you believed in you know the other guys, and you knew that they, you know, Robert Gleeson, you knew that those all, yeah, yeah. they were all criminals, and you knew they were going to pull it off. Yeah, you, you looked like they weren't going to at one point, and then they do at the end, and how did they do it? It shows you, and that's what you want. Yeah. Uh, other episode, I know it's a series, of course, one of your favourites, Great British Bake Up, but you were slightly disappointed. Are you still? Are you? Are yeah. you? Because you you drifted in episode two. Yeah, I don't. Did you come back with the tarts, Captain? I did. But I just think, I think as, as well, um, I just don't think the character is as, uh, as good as last... Look, I still remember, like, Brendan and... Mm. The, the, the characters aren't the same this year. Yeah, but... And it's all set up for that girl who's they've got their philosophy, is doing philosophy. She's but, hot, though. It's all set up for her to win this. Think she's hot? It's all right. I'd like she's to say, what? Would you mean yeah, she's all right? I, 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 yeah, she's quite good looking. But I said, it does not, it does not. I, like I said, I've been drifting off and I love last year's. Yeah. I just think, there have been too I, many episodes. Yeah. There's no need for 13 I think, episodes. I think, it's, I think it's getting to it now because you can always tell with the editing, can't you? Like the ones that they You've don't really the show. The, the first couple of they don't really, oh, this is his cake. Anything where? And they don't get thrown out. And you think, oh, that's the reason why, because they're going to come in. Do you think Paul Hollywood's philandering has dented the show? I think so, don't you? Yeah, I think so a little bit. Uh, I don't know, you think that. You th- you th- you th- he probably he ain't no different, but something's like, I'm sitting with my wife just going, don't think he's a bit smug, no? Yeah, Natalie said that. He's a bit smug about everything. Yeah. He thinks he's so all great. I'm I, think not I, don't think, I don't think there's any difference. No, I think it's what's happened. I think Mel and Sue are a lot better. They're yeah. more in it, they seem to be. They are, they are <clears throat> like, you know how... Um, I mean, we don't watch the X Factor anymore. Like, I know yeah. you don't. No, it's not the X Factor because it's uh, Britain's Got Talent, or whatever. The thing that makes that is like, and that the same with Honest Celebrity Get Me. Yeah, 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 you watch it because I think the majority. So I watch Honest Celebrity Get Me out because because Anton Decker on there, you know. Um, as 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 with this, Mel and Sue really are pulling it out. And I know I Mary's always good. Mary's I used to love. Was it lunch with Mel and Sue? Was it like like lunch? Like lunch with Mel and Sue. I used to love that, and I I want to see more of them on the TV. You just don't see them enough doing comedy together, do you? You see any films this month? What have I saw this month? Uh, I saw uh, Elysium. Yeah, yeah. That was okay. It's all right. The thought. <laughs> well, yeah, the the, the, the interest, it was okay. Mm. But he, the bloke who did that, who did, did I tell you about this, did mm. District Thirteen. He wanted to do Star Wars. Oh. He wanted to do Star Wars and wrote in applying to the Star Wars and they turned him down. Mm. And then give it to JJ Abrams instead. Oh, what? Oh, yeah, I love JJ Abrams, but he's got his look. You know, Star Wars will look like Star Trek. I don't care what you say because I watch all JJ Abrams stuff. Mm. He all looks the same, light flare. He has it same, looks really glossy. Mm. I would have liked someone else who like that Neil Neil Brokamp. His mm. name is to make it gritty. Mm. I think Star Wars needs to go gritty. And I are, 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 are you looking forward to it? No, I was yeah, trying to about I'm this. I'm quite looking forward to it because I like. I like I'm too. I'm time. too. I'm too ruined by them last three films. Um, I can't understand them. Yeah, and we are going to be doing that. We are going to do it. Like I said, I've told you, if you put made them one film out of them three, there's a good film in there. Yeah, I think someone's done that. <laughs> like I said, I can imagine there's a good film there because you could strip out hours and hours of it. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, like I said, I'll try to be open-minded. I've got the same when I've heard Star Trek's come back. Oh, I don't really, and I love them. <laughs> I know there's a lot of haters about Star Trek films. We talk about this about now. Yeah. A lot of fan, but oh, I can't stand it. Not enough sci-fi in it. Did you find that really exciting when you to see him? Yep. Yes. <laughs> Did you? Is he good as Kirk? Yeah. Yep. Is he good as Spock? Yeah. He's, was was Ben uh, coming back ice? Yeah. Yep. 
Simon Pegg, yeah, he's hardly in the last one, really, yeah. was he? Uh, he needs to be more Pegg in it, I think. Yeah, I, I think he's hardly in that one. That's why he obviously didn't do that much uh, press for you, hardly in it, was he? Yeah, uh, fair play to him. I well. want a bit, they said, I do want a bit more, bit more Chekhov here, mm. not so much about Uhura, they've made it a bit too much about the Uhura, haven't yeah, they? I, it's mean, like, oh, I think, I mean, we mentioned this before, and I know the Anomaly ladies, uh, go check out their podcast, uh, have mentioned this, where they've done a whole show about how you know, stereotypical the women were on that last time. I mean, the, the, the point of scene with the bar yeah, and the pants, but, you know, but, I don't mind that because that's Kirk. just point No, no. Yeah, you know, he, he, what he even admits, he made yeah, a mistake That was there. a bad mistake. Just don't do that. In fact, don't have a minute. Really, you know. Because, <clears throat> and I know, you know, I said this before and I stand by this, what I loved about original TOS, especially the films, growing up with them, was the fact it was, it was like, it was, it was like three men and a baby. It was like watching, you know, you want Bones, Spock and McCoy. The thing that makes Three Men and the Baby really good is you really quite like watching Steve Gutenberg, Tom Selleck and Ted Danson together in a flat, yeah. womanising and having big parties. That's what I wanted when I was younger. I think, man, that's going to be ice. When we had our flat, it wasn't like that. No, it wasn't like that. No, you was a bit like Steve Gutenberg. I was more like Tom Selleck because I could show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's the end of this show. Um, we'll be back at the end of October. We'll yes. come back. Hopefully, we'll both, both come back safe from our yeah. travelling. And uh, we'll be doing our October review and we'll throw something in there. We'll yeah, we'll think something we love. Uh, throw us some reviews on Facebook. Uh, all that info will be coming up later on. Uh, have a good October and we'll see you soon. Cheerio. <laughs>